4: Always follow the, follow the money. money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard on
5: VSIN. Welcome in. This is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Paulie Howard live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort. And Casino, a lot to digest from last night and to get into for tonight's card overall in the playoffs, in baseball with the NFL draft as well. Paulie, and uh, last night the streak snapped, right? From uh, Scott Foster officiating (laughs) Chris Paul games. Uh, Good job by the Suns in the second half coming out and defeating the Clippers and by covering that game as well. Before the game, we talked about this on the show yesterday, Scott Foster, in games in which he was the Referee, the lead guy in a Chris Paul playoff game, two and seventeen straight up, two and seventeen ATS. So all streaks mm-hmm. must end. I liked the Clippers last night, plus the points, regardless of who was on the game. And uh, for those of you who like to grab middle spots or get out of it, uh, you had a great chance last night because I thought in the first, I, I thought the Suns were absolutely in trouble. Why would you not? They were down by twelve, with five minutes to play in the second quarter. Things were not going well. Everything was going the Clippers' way. And then at halftime, the game was tied at 59 each. Good good job by them to come back and get it to that point. And then Booker was the man in the second half. So I lost that bet plus the 8 against CP3, finally in a game where they win and they cover. Mm-hmm. And now that series is tied up at one game apiece. No,
4: it's no coincidence with those numbers. Uh, the good thing is if you're going to have them do a game, you put it in a, a must-win when they're at home, and now you get it out of the way, which you would think now there's going to be a lot of time before Foster has another assignment that involves the Suns. But uh, it's unfortunate, but it's real when you look at the numbers and the history between the two. But again, you come out slow, and you're down big. But as you've talked about for a couple weeks here, Durant and Booker are going to have to carry them. The starters had 110 points. The bench gave them 13 points. It was the most points for a playoff game for the starters for the Suns since 2006. So Booker was fantastic. They played a solid fourth quarter. And now I'm intrigued by what happens Friday – Saturday when they go to Los Angeles and they're only a two and a half point road favorite. So the season was on the line, but again, this is going to be, this is going to happen every single game. You just, you don't have any depth and any guys you can count on, on the bench. And these guys, you know, like Aiden who played well and Paul finally was 16, but they're going to have to, the starters
5: are going to have to carry him, especially Booker and Durant. Yeah. Uh, there's a chance I'm going to go down in flames with this series because I, I don't think the sun should even be favored. Uh, I think at very minimum it should be a pick in game three. Wow. You and- imagine if Paul was healthy. Paul George oh, they're they, they're winning a series of course yeah. no, I'm with Paul George yeah oh yeah the the, Clip- the clippers are absolutely winning the series with Paul George and by the way that team might beat Denver in the second round with Paul George if they can get by the suns here um again great second half that that the starting five Awesome, as we all know. But beyond that, Paulie, abs- I have my concerns. I did since the trade. Yeah. All you have to do is watch one of these Nets games in the playoffs and realize, wait a second, if they could have one of those players on the team still, then I'd like their chances a lot more. But uh, this is not going to go, it's not going to be easy for the Suns at all. And, you know, again, Durant stayed under his point prop last night with 25 yeah. in the game. I'm surprised by that. He came mm-hmm. out. I thought he started off pretty well. But it was uh, the Booker in the second half, the Booker. Devin Booker in the second half was just—I mean—and yep. he's he's basically a borderline All First Team NBA player anyway, and but that's what you're going to get from the guys in the starting five. That's a lot of pressure on those two. It is knowing what
4: they have to do and they have to carry the mail every single game. Foul trouble, something else. You know, someone tweaks an injury, foul yep. trouble, and uh, the whole season could go down in flames. But uh, good bounce back, and now we'll see when it go, series shifts to Los Angeles. And right, you know, at that time the game's wrapping up as well, or. Near halftime, you get the Draymond Green news. So, uh, message sent, Game 3, Warriors season on the line Thursday. I like what the league said, that his history factored into this. It
5: it has to. And the other thing, Silver's at the game. Well, a, a bunch of other things, right? Not only that, and he's sitting there the entire time watching this unfold. Right. But the way Green got into it with the fans. Unprofessional. Yeah, the, the He guys, wouldn't the,
4: stop. He's the, screaming at the fans. He's, he's egging them
5: on. He's doing this. He's, the guy's a buffoon. Oh, absolutely. Good job, Draymond. So he is still like an elite defender. <clears throat> he's a great help defender on this team. Put it this way. You are removing the one really good defensive part on the Warriors team. Most other players are below average defensively here. And so what, what do the Kings like to do? They like to get right to the rack, as uh, Ian Eagle calls it. There's a rack attack. All the time. It's Fox, it's Monk, it's others. Uh-huh. So what do you think they're going to do here? Yeah. They're going to just completely hunt those guys in the middle of the court and go at them. And if it's going to be a mid-range game or layups at the, at the rim, there's no Draymond Green to protect that at can, all. Can you even play Poole,
4: who's so bad defensively, the numbers in this series are staggering. You know, when you put him with Thompson and, and that those that lineup, that Kaminga-Thompson-Poole lineup, Ugh. when those guys are on the, the defensive rating, is off the charts. It's like you, no one's even out there. It's like it's five on zero with the numbers that Sacramento is putting up offensively. When that's the case, so uh, and now you know people. Oh, you're, you're making it look good. It's professional wrestling. Well, now Sabonis is questionable mm-hmm. after this, the Leitner stomp by Green. Sure. So you know, good for the league. I thought they did the right thing. You can't you can't act like that. No matter you know what he did and how he acted afterwards, screaming at the fans and totally oblivious to the fact that oh man, I might get kicked out. And then he's two points away from getting another suspension yeah, he with, is. with the flagrant business yeah. too. So, okay. Kings dollar 60 series favorite now. And even a better road team. We'll see what the Warriors are made of. But uh, Sacramento not getting any respect before
5: and during this series. Uh, Point spread got as high as eight in some spots before the news. And now back to five and a half for the Warriors here in uh, several shops. The the total is hovering around 238. I think we're going to get closer to a game one spot here. Again, because what we just said about green defensively. Take that guy away, and don't forget that first quarter, they had 18 turnovers combined, and uh, 0.75 points per possession combined. That was 23-17. I don't think we're going to get a 23-7 again. That was a fluke. Yeah, these teams could miss their shots, I guess. Yeah, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah,
4: then they combined for 70 plus in the second quarter. Right. Uh, thanks to um, was it Robbie? I get him correct. But uh, seven straight first quarter under now. In the NBA playoffs. Uh,
5: Well, and again, guess what happened last night? The slow starts, and I don't know what it is, yeah, but that's seven straight unders in the first quarter. Throw away the point spread. It hasn't mattered. The winner of the game has covered now at just this alarming rate going back. It's a bunch of games consecutively where if you're just picking the winner of the game, they're going to cover. Yep.
4: That streak's astonishing. It was uh, Tony, by the way. Thanks for sending that in on Mm. Twitter. But, uh, yeah, you're right. That continues to get there with that incredible streak the last two years. I'll
5: say this, by the way, about the Cavaliers and the Knicks. Good job by Cleveland in a bounce back. They are now 24-1 and 1 when the opposing team scores fewer than 100 points on the year. I don't know what Tom Thibodeau was thinking last night. He left his starters in the game. Mm-hmm. Julius Randles in down by 20-plus points with essentially no time on the clock. He took a hard spill. The guy was questionable for the series anyway. That's what Tibbs likes to do. He like he loves his, to grind run, his players to death. Yep. It doesn't make any sense. Nope. It was so obvious. Like it was almost a thirty point game, and he still like get him out of the game, pal. What good can come of this? There's no there's no learning lesson here. But overall, again, look at this now. Uh, and after the Suns, what did it last night? Thirteen and zero in the playoffs over the previous two seasons. Only fourteen times did the favorite win but not cover. Forty one in a row. 41 in a row now,
4: because the Hazarian wow. tweet was, was a couple of days ago. Yeah, 41 games yeah, in so a row. It was
5: 30, as of that tweet, it was yes. 37 straight, so yes. I'll make it
4: four more on top of that. Lunacy, right? I like my position now with the Cavs on the future tickets, which, uh, yes, it was a must-win, but Mitchell didn't do much, didn't have to. You know, Garland played well, and you get that type of game out of Levert, and, you know, the Coro's just going to stand in the corner and got make a shot, you can't play him. And he's useless. And now you, Lavert bombs away from three, but Randall didn't look right early on. Right. And and he continues to put him out there and give him all those minutes. So uh, another ugly game between the two. First half, brutal. Uh, Knicks couldn't make a shot. Brunson struggled. And now we go to New York for game three Friday. And the Knicks, a small home favorite in that one. So it's, again, we've talked about for two weeks straight here how the Cavs just have a confusing profile where they have the profile of a one or a two seed. But there are some numbers that jump out about how bad they can be at times. Crunch time offense and and can't grab a rebound and issues guarding the three. So, but and then again, season on the line, so that's what they had to do. And uh, I'll see if they, see if, uh, how they perform Friday in New York.
5: And we have some massive injuries on the betting board tonight for the three games that we have in the NBA, yeah. including Giannis Antetokounmpo. Who? How about this now? It, it was looking. Uh, bright for him to play tonight. And then the Bucks came out last night and said that he's doubtful. He was downgraded to doubtful. Now, this is a very key piece of information because Wieson's very own Jonathan Von Tobel, who's awesome on the NBA, he follows himself on a daily basis, he pointed out that we've seen Giannis play on quite a few doubtfuls this year. And then Matt Meiselman responded to him, and we've had Matt on the show recently. He tracks this very specific thing the entire year in the NBA about guys and whether or not they're going to sit and their status and how it changes. And he pointed out it's possible he plays, but the times where Giannis played while doubtful, they've all been upgrades from out to doubtful, not downgrades from probable or questionable. And he says the direction of the injury update is extremely telling, meaning Mm -hmm. that throughout the year, if it was looking like, Giannis was going to play, and it went to doubtful. Not so much, but it went from, when it went from out to doubtful, he was going to play, play in those games. It's going the other direction here. And with him, without him, I should say, uh, I know the hero injury is going to be massive for the heater. It should be. Buck's going to be in some trouble here.
4: Well, you got to get this game with the season on the line, and then yep. you, you'll get him back for game three. Uh, the other thing is you know, pride has to come into play today. That, that was horrible defensively in game one. Yep. So Miami has bad offensive numbers. And you, they had like 111, 115 points with eight minutes left. Ridiculous. So, it's, it's unfortunate. It's a war of attrition in the NBA the last few years with these injuries. Well, who can really and stay
5: healthy? Forget about who has the best team. And we'll get into this, too, this hour. Not looking good for John Morant tonight, according to those in the know, as the Grizzlies need this game like blood against the Lakers. Up next, we'll recap more of last night's betting action. Oh, the sky is falling, no question, today after last night's hockey uh first games were played. And also, not often do we say bad push, but what happened with this bet certainly qualifies. Details next here on VSIM.
4: DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL. And during the playoffs, all customers can get an odds boost on any first goal score when they opt in. Download the app, use promo code VSON, incredible menu and props every day. NHL NBA. Use the promo code VSON when you sign up at DraftKings.
5: Josh Applebaum joins the program every Wednesday at this time. VSIN Sports Betting Analyst, host of two different podcasts here on the network, Morning Bets and Market Insights available wherever you get your podcast. Josh, good morning. Let's talk some Major League Baseball here today and begin uh, with the final game of the series in San Diego between the Padres and the Braves. I mean, this Padres team is currently broken. They're 8-11. They can't hit. Um, it's not going well. They're on a long losing streak. Braves, meanwhile, red hot. They won eight straight. They're a small road favorite today with Charlie Morton on the road. Do you want to ride this hot streak with Atlanta?
7: I'm gonna ride the hot streak here, Mitch and Paul. It's great to be with you. And Mitch, right before the show, uh, before we we're coming on here, we we're talking about how just if you're getting these numbers with the Atlanta Braves, minus 120, minus 130. It's not always the sharpest play in the world, but it's what becomes kind of a value play, getting a really good team at a good number. So I'm gonna ride the Braves here to finish off the sweep. Uh, they won the first game two-nothing as a minus one forty road favorite. They rolled yesterday eight to one as a minus one thirty road favorite. Today's matchup, we are going to see Charlie Morton, the veteran here, the righty, 2-1 with a 3.86 ERA. I think it's an advantage over Nick Martinez, who's kind of a reliever, converted starter. He's just 0-1 with a 5.60 ERA. What I like about the Braves here is that they are taking in a little bit of movement. A lot of these books open kind of like a pick virtual pick here. I saw some minus 110s both sides. Uh, I saw a very short, you know, Braves minus 115, something like that. But we have seen movement toward Atlanta. They're now up to across the board, some shops, minus 120. So a little bit of movement toward the Braves, but guys, what I really like in baseball, what really gets me excited every day is looking for my system matches. And when you're system driven better, it's a different approach to betting on sports. Like I have my overall philosophy of wanting to be against the public, with the house, with the smart money, but also I like my system matches. And basically, I think there's a big distinction between a trend and a system match. A trend can be specific toward one team and it's not always predictive. A betting system is different. It doesn't matter what teams you plug in, you're really honing in on an edge in terms of a situational spot. So the angle here with the Braves guys would be non-division road favorites. If you're a non-division road favorite this year, you're 49 and 21, 70%. 17% 17% ROI, you're up 13 units. That means $100 better, taking every non-division road favorite. We up around $1,300 so far. So the angle there is lack of familiarity, benefiting the better team. Public does tend to like home teams, so just by going with the road team, you're in a bit of a contrarian spot. So that's been your best angle. Also, non-division favorites off a win. They're 65% this year with a 5% ROI and a road favorite who made the postseason last year. A little bit of momentum from the previous season and tells you that you're a pretty good team if you made the playoffs. They're 45-23, and 23. 66% with a 9% ROI. So you're getting a really good Braves team at a really good number. Had seen a little bit of movement in their favor, but all these system matches are pointing to the Braves. So I'm going to ride the Braves. And you mentioned it, Pauly, much better offense, or you mentioned it, Mitch, 269 versus 224. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bats are really going for the Braves. You have better pitching. Also, Atlanta's 10-1 and one on the road. San Diego just 4-8 at home. I'm going to ride the Braves here at a pretty good number, around minus 120 to finish off this sweep.
1: Yeah,
5: I had uh, Strider last night. I'm going to come in right here with you. And I'm going to be on the Braves again today, expecting them to do the same exact thing. Now, I'm looking at the odds screen right now at the website here, vcin.com. The opening number on this Rays-Reds game was uh, Rasmussen laying $1.85 for the Rays is what it's indicating here. Now, Josh, this number, again... Shop around at all times. I there's one book in town not open yet this morning that has two dollars when they closed last night. I see another book in town already offering two fifty on the Rays, so a sixty five cent move. Careful here again. Shop around if you can. Um, but what is your takeaway of this line move, and who do you like between the Rays and the Reds today? So I'm gonna go with the Rays,
7: but I think you made a really good point here, Mitch. You want to be careful. You know, if you're betting on sports, never just bet through one sports book. You got to open yourself up to more outs more options get better numbers we always think about getting better numbers like with football getting the hook or extra half point or Mm -hmm. a total but baseball it's important too because you know you may not think it's a big difference because if they win you're still going to get paid you'll get paid a different amount but if you extrapolate that over you know thousands of bets you're going to make over a full season you consistently you know get 10 cents better here five cents better there that can add up to multiple units at the end of the year so I'm going to go with Tampa Bay in this spot, and I think the big angle, guys, you mentioned it uh, here, Mitch, is the steam move toward Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay open, I saw some shops as low as a minus 180, minus 190 opener. Uh, I did morning bets, and I just got this number at around minus 220, so to your point, Mitch, get the best number you can. But my angle here would be, uh, number one, you're going up against a rookie starter for Cincinnati, making his debut, uh, Levi Stout. Uh, first time here in the bigs, it's always notable to me when a guy gets called up. Where's the immediate move? Is it, hey, this guy's going to get shelled, so let's bet against them? Or is he gonna, is he pretty good? Is he going to surprise some hitters? Do you see the line go in his favor? Well, as soon as it was announced, this guy Stout was pitching for the Reds. Immediate steam here toward Tampa Bay. So you mentioned it, they're all the way up to, you know, minus 230 now, even higher at some shops. Always caveat it by saying bet to risk versus bet to win. I think it's so important here. I'm on the raise at minus 220. It doesn't mean I'm risking 2.2 units to win one unit. I'm just risking my one unit here, as always, as a flat better, trying to get a little less than a half unit back. Then here's the other angle, guys. We talked those non-division road favorites, but interleague favorites. You're operating on the same premise here. The lack of familiarity benefiting the better team. You don't really know your opponent very well. Well, benefits the better team historically. Interleague favorites this year. They're 44-21, 68% with a 12% ROI. Much fresher bullpen here. Last three games, only 11 innings pitched for the Rays versus 16 for the Reds. Better offense hitting 286 versus 243, plus 75 run differential versus minus 8 for Cincinnati. So it's a big number. It's probably going to get even higher when the public wakes up and sees this this rookie starter here, guys. But I got the minus 220. It's a bet-trist versus bet to win. I'm going Tampa to win this game.
5: Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, VSIN betting analyst, Josh Applebaum. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at Josh underscore insights. Third and final game here today. The Pirates are a really good story to begin the season. Uh, I did find, I didn't bet it, but I did find, because we talked about this the other day, they're as high as 80-1 to to win that division if you think this current run by the Brewers is unsustainable and uh, you do believe the Cardinals might continue to have some problems as they they lost again last night. But what do you think here? Is there a small road favorite tonight uh, or today in Coors against uh, the Rockies?
7: Yeah, I'm going to ride the Buckos here, Mitch. They remind me a lot of the same kind of bet split and line move. And situation with the atlanta braves a road team at opening kind of a pick 'em number with some steam in their favor now up to minus 125 going for the sweep so you mentioned it the Buccos is one of the best stories in baseball 11 and seven so far uh there's always this public bias against the buckos because we just remember them being so bad for so long so oftentimes they're really undervalued they're really contrarian you know and you also look at it like how can i lay a minus number with pittsburgh who you think is terrible or the betting public does but not really. Different team this year. They've made some additions in the offseason. You bring back McCutcheon, Carlos Santana. Uh, I think you're a much more competitive team, and the results have proved it. If you bet 100 bucks on every Pirates game this year, you're up around $800. That just speaks to how valuable or undervalued that they've been. But I like this line move. Again, you're opening around a pick Now you're up to uh, around minus 125. I think there's an advantage with a starting pitcher. Johan Oviedo is going for, for uh, the Bucks. 1-1 one one with a 2.45 ERA facing Austin Gomber, who's got, gotten lit up pretty much every start so far. 0-3 with an ERA of 8. Uh, this would be that same system match on the Braves, that non-division road favorite, 49-21, 70%. Non-division favorite off a win. So you're looking at that same angle, but bringing in some momentum from the previous game, 65% this year. And a non-division favorite with steam of 10 cents or more, 63% as well. So Pittsburgh's been a great story. They're 8-4 and four on the road. Colorado's just 3-6 and six at home. You have a much fresher bullpen here. And you also have a plus-8 run differential, minus 40 for Colorado. Uh, they've lost seven straight. That's the third worst run differential Are in you? baseball. So it sounds crazy, guys, to you know bet on the Bucs to sweep at a minus number. But I like Pittsburgh today. I'm going to lay that minus 125.
5: Very good. You can get Josh's two podcasts here at Vsin Morning Bets and Market Insights, wherever you listen to your podcast. Josh, thanks for the time today. Best of luck. You too, guys. Have a great day. Yeah, be good. I like this kid, by the way, going today for the Pirates. Okay. He's off to a pretty good start. Uh, he had a misleading mm-hmm. game. I think it was his first start of the season, if I recall correctly. But since then, pretty damn good overall. Yeah. I know that you're worried about the Padres, too, Paul. Absolutely. You have to be. Good call by you on the, uh, on the Braves, but... Uh... The
4: 27th in batting average, 23rd in runs per game. And how many guys do you trust uh, with the starters? And uh, here are the Braves eight in a row now. Red hot
5: yep. with this team. Uh, yesterday, you pointed out how you like the Twins. Oh, the uh, A lot of the reasons why here, again, the back and forth about betting first five compared to a real game. Yeah. Or the full game, I should say. You can't blow that game. Nope. Sonny
4: pitched well again. He did. The other thing, what are these numbers going to look like in August? I mean, there are some bad teams here, and while the Cubs are sneaky good, their Cubs a dollar eighty on the road against Oakland. They were big favorites yesterday. They shut them down with Stroman. Steals a dollar eighty. I mean, we, we know the Royals are bad and they can't hit. Mm-hmm. You see what how bad Oakland is. Some people think they lose 115 games. Colorado, they've lost eight to ten. Royals four and fourteen.
5: A's lost nine to ten. I mean. These prices are going to be huge. I I think they're not even
4: playing good teams yet.
5: Yeah. In this A's game today, uh, this is, I'm looking right now for a first five. It looks like Bette Rivers has a first five up. I'm going to be on the under four and a half. Steele is off to a really good start. And the A's called up this kid from AAA who's throwing like every pitch 100 miles an hour. And he's been super sharp. Uh, He's one guy that I will bank today betting the first five under and i'm hoping that in, at the coliseum it's one nothing whatever either way and they move on to the sixth inning so if and that it's four and a half i only see it available right now at a couple of books but i think um if that's going to be the this i thought it was going to be a four for sure if it's four and a half everywhere i'm going to be on the under for that first five a's cups for sure uh today up next tonight's schedule in the playoffs we have injuries player props which teams will advance deeper in the playoffs, all coming up for you next here on Follow the Money. It's VSEN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: This is Follow the Money on VSEN lot to bet on the next 30 days for a limited time. You can subscribe to VEASAN for only nine ninety nine. dollars Daily baseball, best bets, NBA, NHL playoffs, the upcoming draft. You get access to every play, every host, every guest.
5: Sign up now, Nine ninety nine. dollars slash subscribe. We'll hit the NHL here. It's a pleasure to be joined by Andrew Raycroft, former goalie in the league and a current Neston studio analyst for the Bruins. Good morning, sir. How are you today?
8: I'm great. Good morning. How's everyone making out there?
5: Doing really well. Good, uh, Bad loss last night for the Golden Knights. They didn't look pretty. But before we get into the team that you cover uh, and that you played for, you also uh, spent some time with Toronto and the Maple Leafs. Uh, <laughs> your overall reaction to <laughs> Game 1, I, I, in the first hour of the show, and, 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 and Andrew, this show is up on Sportsnet in Canada. I'm like, look, don't panic. I know the sky is falling today, but I still think it's going to be a long series. But my God, could it have been a worse start for the Leafs last night?
8: No I couldn't have. you, you really couldn't have drawn, drawn it up any worse than it ended up. I agree with you though it's still a long series and, and now we have to wait on Chernick and, and Uh I think at the end of the day if you you lose both of those guys but win the game I, I'm not sure that's a, a full that's a full win for the Tampa Bay Lightning at the end of the day. So I couldn't agree more that it, it's still a long series but wow you, you have to question this group a little bit when you uh, are that rattled for one game in the playoffs and play that way.
4: I, I said this earlier, and I, I think you have to go back to Felix, Felix Potvin. But, I mean, can they get an elite goalie where you can just come in and shut – like you have Vasilevsky with Tampa. I know he's one of the best, but I, you, you need someone who can just come in and if the defense is having an off night or you take stupid penalties, that you're going to be a brick wall and nothing's going in.
8: Well, you do, but I think uh, when when you go through twenty eight goalies, I think at some point you have to maybe question the, the entire process <laughs> okay. as well. Like yeah. you, you know, like there's lots of goalies that that are pretty decent NHL goaltenders that end up there, and uh, you know the the circumstances around the whole thing doesn't doesn't play out, but. They got Joe Wall in the wings. They've got Matt Murray in the wings still. Yep. So they got we got lots of goalies to see, I think, in Toronto the rest of the way.
4: Yeah, well, well said too about the defense. Uh okay, first things first here. Do you think do you think Bergeron plays and is, is the flu and, and the illness getting away from Boston now after they it was apparently it was there over the weekend?
8: it seems like it went away with everybody but Bergeron playing. You assume that everyone that had the flu or wasn't feeling great sweated out a little in game one and, and must feel much better now. Uh, I haven't heard otherwise or, or didn't see anyone will be over at Morning Skate today and see who's in and out. Uh, with Bergeron, that's, that's a complete black box. Who knows where he's at. And, and again, today's skate might tell us something. More likely than not come playoff time. Uh, it's, it's all about who's on the bench when the pucks drop at this point of year that, that mm-hmm. you really know who's in and out.
4: Why did Florida give them problems during the regular season, and specifically what they did from a goal standpoint, an offense?
8: Well, I, I, the regular season's tough because you have to put a little context in, in the two games the Bruins lost. The first one was on Wednesday night of Thanksgiving, where they had played three games already that week. They went down, um, didn't put a good effort in, but, but they were getting ready to come home and play Carolina on the Friday and Thanksgiving and all that entails. The second game was on a back-to-back from Tampa. The night before, they had a they had the lead, they had the win in their hand until 1.6 seconds left, and then they gave it up in overtime. So, I'm not sold on the, the regular season numbers with this situation, this series. Uh, I think that Florida's a good team, though. I I think you when you have Barkov, you have mm-hmm. Chuck, you have a Verhegy that scores 42 goals. Aaron Eckblad, that. You're going to be in most games because you're big, you're long, you're strong, and, and you can forecheck well, and I think we saw that in game one.
4: Terrific answer. Uh, I like their game in game one. The one goal was a fluke, uh, how it set up the Florida goal. I thought that the, the penalty kills ridiculous, how good it's been. What did you think of Boston's game in game one?
8: I, I thought they were – they were okay. I think the the way that they evaluated themselves, Montgomery saying C plus, that's where I would have had them. I, I've seen them play much much better over the year, but I've also seen how their their penalty kill can win them games. I've seen how they can lock teams down. When you have a they have a two goal lead in the third, they're going to be tough, even in a game seven of the Stanley Cup Finals. I don't know how you're going to get many opportunities because they're so solid in their game. So. I thought they had a good six minutes to start. I didn't think they were great the next 34 minutes, and then the third period when they were able to get those two goals in the second allowed them to play their their simple game where they don't really have to generate much and just kind of lock themselves down.
4: Marshawn said he was nervous before the game, and he said a lot of the guys in the room had nerves, which I I never thought about that. You have the butterflies, the Stanley Cup playoffs get underway, and you can speak to this because you're a former player but also the pressure that they're on. I mean, you set the record for points and wins. Everyone expects you to go to the final now.
8: Yeah. And especially that first one, when we've been talking about playoffs here since November, right? November. (laughs) It's been, it's been all about this game. And that's why I think those nerves built up even more for this team, because there's been so much made of game one and what this team's going to look like. And, I, that's always, it's why the first round in the NHL and the Stanley Cup playoffs are so hard. And you see it, all four road, road teams win last night. All the home teams, all the favorites have so much pressure on game one just because of how the season plays yeah. out. And I think the further you go on, the less those nerves or the more the nerves kind of change. It's not anxiety, it's just excitement and, and hope. Uh, and, and I think it does take a while. And sometimes it takes teams too long to settle in and get their nerves out of the way in the first round. And that's why you see so many upsets every year.
5: Yeah, would you say, Andrew, that it's even added pressure for teams that went on to win the President's Trophy? I mean, after all, a team that took that down during the regular season hasn't won the Cup since the Blackhawks like a decade ago?
8: It's certainly part of it. I think most of the time that President's Trophy is highly contested, and there's always three or four teams that are that are in the mix right till the end. And I also think that so much changes and, and matchup based in the NHL and who you play and what goalie you're playing, what kind of team you're playing is, is so important to those teams in the first round. And, and I think that really is the big contributor to why that President's Trophy curse is somewhat out
4: there. Follow the money. Paulia Mitch, Vison the Sports Betting Network. Andrew Raycroft, our guest, uh, Nesson analyst for the Bruins. Uh, how about the, as a former goalie, how good is the Lions story? the goalie for the Panthers. And what do you expect from him moving? He made some incredible saves in game one, although he gave up the softy uh, for the second goal. But how how good is this story, if you can put this in perspective for our audience, and what can we expect moving forward?
8: Well, it's a great story. And a month ago, he's he's not sure where he's going to be playing next season. And now he's in the Stanley Cup Finals against the best regular season team in history. And, and I thought he presented himself well the other night. He... You can't give up that softy, especially the way his team was playing at that time. They were really grinding down the Bruins, and, and for that to go in was a real backbreaker, and, and the, the game-winning goal, the, the, the changing tide in game one. So he can't give up any of those. No freebies for the Bruins, but yep. the way he played, and, and it seems as though the team in front of him really believes in him, and, and that's what'll be interesting. Can they can they get one tonight? Because I, I got to imagine, like, can you keep him in? If you're down 2 nothing with Bobrovsky on the bench, that mm-hmm. that's part of the story for me, too. Does he have to get a win tonight to continue his run?
5: Yeah. Did you see enough in game one? I don't want to overreact here in the Rangers-Devils series. Did you like the Rangers going into it? I mean, they were super impressive last night. Do you think they're going to make quick work here, of the Devils?
8: Uh, six, right? Okay. That, I, I got to imagine New Jersey's good enough to bounce back, but I think it's that this is one of those the team is very good and talented, but still very raw and young and not sure how to win yet. And and I think of all the series, that's the one that for me tells that story. And we hear it every year in the playoffs, that there's always that one up and coming team that still has to learn from losing. New Jersey seems like that team to me, but I think they do give, you know, they, they, they still, it's not going to be a cakewalk for new, for the Rangers. Okay.
5: Last thing for you, Andrew, is it okay for a human being to brag about being a great goalie at the high school level 30 years past <laughs> his graduation date. Uh-huh.
8: Of course it is. We, we, are, we are all Al Bundy deep down inside, and sure. we are all going to end up in the same place. I'm in the same place. Linus Allmark will end up in the same place as me someday, reliving the glory days. Yep, we can all do that.
4: Yeah, I, I did it in Minnesota too, Andrew. I mean, we play for keeps in
5: Minnesota.
8: Yeah. Yeah, Minnesota High School, I, I, that, that's better than the NHL. That's more important than the, the local legend oh, good than Lord.
5: the NHL. <laughs> the worst, worst question I've ever asked anybody. Now Paul's going to be able to bring this back for the rest Oh, God. All right, Andrew, thanks for the time today. Okay. We appreciate that.
8: You got it, guys. Enjoy. Well there done. you go. He's Thank on you Twitter, sir.
5: at Andrew Raycroft, Nesting Analyst for the Bruins. Yeah, Al Bundy. Sure, absolutely. I'm glad he said it. I, I was actually going to lead okay. in by saying, is it okay to Al be Al Bundy? Bundy? But he sure. brought it up himself. Okay, good.
4: Boston, 44-1-3 and three when leading at the end of the first period. That's pretty good. Key stat tonight. Yep. Good point, too. About, I mean, if there's another soft one or two nothing Bruins early, is there a goaltending change not only in this game but moving forward? But certainly, as uh, Andrew said, he's been on a lot of buses. The lion kid. And, uh, How about the wild story? The hockey
5: from last night. Blood baths. Oh, All right. Outs and the, you're right. But the pressure of the home team in game one, we saw it. We'll get into this coming up next. DraftKings is treating the NBA playoffs like March Madness.
6: Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
2: The guy has an algorithm to determine the winner of any given college basketball
4: game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it.
5: I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one
3: odds. Nope. Five to one. Nope. Ten to one. You're
4: right. All right, let's stay hot. Al Horford under threes last night, two and a half winner. Bit a little hairy there late. Like, he knocked down a couple. I'm like, hey, it's a blowout. Can we pull these guys? What's going on? But that's a winner. And let's go to the new plays. Carolina right back with it tonight. I think the Islanders are going to have a hard time in this whole series scoring Carolina to win a regulation, $1.05. Lightning, I've seen enough. Lightning to win the series, $1.40. Oh, boy. Absolutely. Ridiculous what transpired. Sky is falling in Toronto. P.J. let's get after it early. Tomorrow, P.J. Tucker to make a three. Yes, minus 135. Great looks. Great looks in game two. Corner three, wide open, missed four of them. I'll trust the process right there. And I think Harden will set him up and he'll knock one down in game three. And it's gone from twelve and a half to ten and a half to eight and a half. Claxton didn't score in the last game. Claxton points under eight and a half.
5: Game three tomorrow. Good deal. Okay. He got some penny in there too. We can skip over yep. those. We'll get to those uh, later on when they're close to actually uh, cashing, if they do. Uh, Clippers plus 8 last night, loser against the Suns, up by 12, second quarter. And great job by the Suns, getting back in that game by halftime, tying it up, and then hitting them in the second half to uh, win and cover the game. Uh, Braves minus 130 against the Padres. That was the winner last night. And I'm coming right back with the Braves again today. I laid minus 115. That number's kind of gone. It's minus 120 now, kind of the consensus. I'll go Braves money line minus 120 with Morton today against Martinez in the Padres. They are in awful form. And here's something for you with Juan Soto. He's hitting 164 this year. 0 for 21 so far on this homestand. In the 70 games since joining the Padres, 70. Nine home runs, 23 RBIs, a slash line of 218, 377, 383. He's not close to the same guy he was in Washington. I'm sure he'll turn it around at some point, but he is in a major funk right now. And I broke this down earlier today. I'll ride this one more time here with Max Scherzer, under K6.5. Got some plus money. It's about even money right now. We'll go with that.
4: Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from every host and guest. Unlimited access to our VEASAN.com slash picks page. Sort by sport, matchup, date, and more. That is awesome. I mean, you need something like that, too, with all the soccer going on. You know, with with Nigel and stuff, it's like, okay, there's a full card in soccer day. Let me look. Let me peek, right? Uh, And he had the Real Madrid winner. Uh, Bradford didn't get there. But uh, check the VEASAN Experts Leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI.
5: 999veesan.com slash subscribe. Okay, so there was a pretty significant story yesterday in the National Football League, and it has nothing to do with a draft. Uh, This is Buffalo Bills... GM, Brandon Bean, telling DeMar Hamlin, go back to the Monday night game against the Bengals. Had to have CPR on the field. Game canceled. Uh, Bills came out the next week. Two kickoff returns for touchdowns against the Patriots. They won that game. Nobody knew what the status was going to be of DeMar Hamlin. Well, here's Brandon Bean telling the media yesterday good news with DeMar.
7: Since then, he's seen three additional specialists most recently on Friday, and you know they're all in, a, in agreement. It's not two to one or three to one or anything like that. They're all in lockstep uh, of what this was, and that he is cleared, resumed full activities just like anyone else who was coming back from an injury or whatever. So he's he's fully cleared. He's here, and he is of the mindset. He's in a great headspace to uh, come back and and uh, make his return.
5: Now that's obviously wonderful news for that young man. Good for him. Good for his family. Incredible. Awesome to hear that. Yeah. Right? We had no idea if he's ever going to play again. Well, we are gambling network. So what does that mean in terms of this racket, right? right? Several books were offering comeback player of the year in the NFL for next year, going back to last month. I think DraftKings opened up plus 350 on Hamlin. The first time I saw it, it was plus 230. I said on the air, I would love to be able to tie up five figures at plus two thirty and just collect that check, collect that cash at the end of the season, go on a nice vacation or whatever. This again, no locks. This is the sure. This is to me, this is a surer thing than than Mayweather over McGregor, and that was the best bet of our lifetime at minus four dollars in that territory. Mayweather to beat McGregor in twenty seventeen was the best bet I've ever mm-hmm, seen in my mm-hmm. life, because everybody was betting McGregor the other way. Right, right, the, and the Alex Smith was. From he had to get on the field. He had to get that on
4: That was field. a big if. That was you're right. Because he was, I think he was third on the depth chart, and you didn't even right. But it was like if Alex Smith can get on the field, this is people saying this who voted had votes. It's over because he almost
5: lost lost leg. his leg. So nine nine surgeries, whatever it was. It's all about timing, right? Oh boy! I got this news as I was pulling into my driveway yesterday, and I'm rifling through apps as soon as possible, and there is a sports book. Here in Las Vegas, it still had minus 125. Minus 125. I'm like, okay, it's not the plus 230 that I wanted. And FYI, we're not allowed to bet at DraftKings, so I could never bet that plus 230 anyway. But full transparency here, I tried to bet 5,000 at minus 125 to win 4,000. As I was betting it, oh. as I hit submit, it spun for about 8, 10 seconds. Market is unavailable off I the know, board.
4: I know. It's You, you got to jam the kiosk. But it, you yeah, had no time yesterday. I, I understand. Because of this that, I, I know, I'm just
5: saying. that that's, yep. You're going to
4: sound the alarms. So That's where
5: you wake the people up. It was on What? What's he been? Okay. So that was pulled. They moved it to minus 135. I tried to bet it. I couldn't even click on the bet. Would not even. And then within a minute, I want to say it was minus 250. And I sat there. I'm like, do I want to tie up minus 250 for 10 months? That's what we're talking about now. It's 10 months you got to tie up your money laying minus 250. And I thought, okay, I'll lay 250.
4: You have that standpoint, yeah. As I tried to lay two fifty,
5: yeah. it moved to minus three dollars. And then I really I'm like, okay, so I threw out a bunch of numbers in my head. Like, how much do I want to tie up here on Hamlin? And that five thousand turned into nine thousand to win three, turned into maybe fifteen thousand to win five. And I just said, I'm not gonna do it. I didn't want to tie up minus three dollars for ten months. And I will tell you that if this if yesterday was August eighteenth and not April 18th i would try to get down every single imaginable penny at minus 3 dollars he's been cleared to play there are a lot of good candidates to win comeback player of the year next year it doesn't matter the the media is going to go one way on this the people who vote it's going to be demar hamlin the guy almost died on the football field but i i'm not i don't i don't want to do it i don't want to lay up lay that much money lay minus 3 dollars for that amount of time Dollar twenty five, I'm totally comfortable. No, no yeah. problem. Yeah. Three dollars change things, and now DraftKings have moved to minus six fifty.
4: And you can't write off Calvin Ridley coming back from a parlay ticket. <laughs> I laugh every time I see Ridley and Watson on the list. I know. It's like, what are they coming back from? But Who? Who's going to vote for Ridley? Comeback Player of w- the Year. Would you agree <laughs> though? What? Would you agree that this bet? Yeah. Yes, concur. Of course, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. What a story. God, is that, how about the guys who saved his life? You know,
5: what would you do if I saved your life? I mean, I, well, that would never happen. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah. you, you would open up a Twix over my, you know, I'm crappy flopping on the floor. What's going on here? Oh, I'm hungry. Then walk away. Hey, Ultimate X. That machine looks hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know someone who
4: did the Heimlich, uh, saved someone, did the Heimlich. Saved the guy. I didn't care for him. I'm like, what'd you do that for? <laughs> <laughs> but the guy was choking at dinner the guy was the oh, guy who was choking you right. didn't care no, for it was it? also there was a lot of, but a lot of people were like that's when it, that the stories like this are can be so good like the guy's at dinner and if he's choking on the food and everyone's looking around like I don't know hands up like Jordan against the blazers I don't know the guy comes in
5: saves the day because how comes the food do i are his initials <laughs> al no no okay I thought that guy did Papa okay. Joe it was Papa oh, Joe. that's right that's right yeah yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot about that.
4: Yep. Papa Joe Chevalier. That's right. That's the guy, right. The guy saved the day on him. and He, he was choking on his food. And he was going to, you know, everyone's looking around like, I don't know what to do. And you look, you, you step in. I don't know. That's incredible. Right, yeah. that nobody would step up. You, never... uh, what well, goes back to the Heimlich though, too, about what, could you perform CPR? How many people know oh, a great question. how to do that? And how many people can well, come pe- in and save the day? People have
5: an idea about the Heimlich. Yes, c- c- right. That's CPR. Is- yeah,
4: that's, I understand. Hold it for a ball game, right? Or it's like the Seinfeld episode. He might die. Yeah. And you get kicked out of the gym or the, or the, or the health club, right? You don't want to perform CPR. You know. Was that Ramon? <laughs> Ramon, whatever it, it might may be. be. Ramon. You know. But then again, make sure you bring this up tomorrow with Mike Palm. You got to be a warrior. And you have to be in shape. And you have to over, you battle all everything out there. I was in a slot tournament yesterday. I'm in the second round. I was in first place. It's one of these slot games where you have to go as fast as you can and I cramped up. Carpal I, tunnel got you? I couldn't I couldn't I cramped up. Can you go left handed? I couldn't, I, couldn't I, I went from first to third. I would have been the leader. I got the final you're, round. You were going too fast. I got I well, I have to keep going like this and I, I cramped.
5: I can, you, you have got, to keep going you, with the button and you, you hit the thing and then it, you, you have played seven trillion hands of video that's poker. A, that's you, a slot you, different though. You slot. don't you don't have to pace yourself? No slot though. I didn't. Always an excuse here always miss any of this show go back and search follow the money wherever you get your podcast best of luck betting tonight we'll see you
6: infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city